Good morning. Um, I didn't even pay him to say those nice things. That's, that's, I was, uh, it's crazy because if he says something I don't like, there's, there's nothing really I can do about it. So, I was hoping he would say something nice, and he, and he did. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, no, that's, that's, that's touching for me to even look at and see, knowing that, and I've told you before, uh, just even to stand here and see him sitting there, and my mom uh, is emotionally moving for me, just because I know that, I mean, they're the reason I met Jesus, and so I thank God for them, uh, and thank you for, thank you guys, my extended family, for, uh, for being so receptive to, to my family. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about the bread of life today. Uh, Jesus in John 6 uh, makes a very uh, demonstrative statement, a, a huge statement in saying that he is the bread of life. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that today. Uh, Jesus made several statements. Uh, in the book of John, he made seven I am statements. Um, and I'm not going to go through all of them. He said, I am the gate. Um, I am the good shepherd. He says a few others. Uh, but this is, here he says, I am the bread of life. And this is a huge, huge statement. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about it. But before we do, uh, let's pray. Before we read the scripture, let's pray. Uh, God, we thank you for all of your many blessings and then for all that you do for us. Uh, God, we, we need you. Um, as David said, our expectation is from you. Um, we want to hear from you. We look to you. And even in these moments, God, it, it still makes me nervous. Uh, I, I, I need you to move. Um, I have nothing to say and, and um, really not much of a part to play in this, but uh, we all need to hear from you. And so, God, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, wash us, uh, please with your forgiveness, um, and just speak to our hearts and our minds in these moments. Uh, we love you, God. We, we need you. Um, thank you for speaking to us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the, the scripture, you guys can put it up, John 6, I want to say it's 30 to 35. Um, 30 to 35, we're going to read it. And it reads as thus, they answered, show us uh, a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven, the true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said, sir, give us, give us that bread, that bread you're talking about. Give us that bread every day. And Jesus replied, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Um, and just to give you a little, a little backdrop for this, uh, Jesus has just gotten through feeding 5,000 people, um, over 5,000 people, 
Uh, he feeds the multitude, and it started with uh, five loaves and two fishes, and so he feeds the multitude, which that was a huge deal, and we're going to get more into that, why, why that was so huge. Um, uh, because after he does this, they, they, start, they start following him around, and we'll, we'll see why, but they start following him around. Um, and all he did, in essence, was he gave him a fish sandwich. Uh, he gives him a fish sandwich. If you give me a fish sandwich, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate it. I'm not going to turn it down. Let's start with that. Um, even now, uh, I'm not going to turn it down. But I'm not going to start following you around every day if you do that. Uh, but they start, like, they leave. They kind of leave their lives behind, and they start following him. And so if you, if you, if you go back reading through John 6, he feeds the 5,000. And the Bible says that they were so enamored by him and, and, and taken by him, they wanted to take him by force and make him king. And so Jesus kind of disappears. Uh, he disappears. And so the disciples, they get in the boat and they go over to Capernaum. And Jesus doesn't even go with them because he doesn't want to be seen. He knows what they're trying to do. So he appears to them as, as they're going over on the water. He appears to them walking on water, okay? Gets in the boat with them. They come over to Capernaum. And so the people, hearing that Jesus was now in Capernaum, they get in their boats. They come over to Capernaum where he is. And, and this is when this conversation happens, okay? Just to set the stage for you. And, and, and they say to him, uh, it talks about how our our ancestors, a manna in the wilderness, and they're saying, what are you going to do for us? I think it's funny that they said that when he just fed 5,000 people with, with, uh, with five fishes and two loaves. And so they're saying, what else are you going to do for us? And so, um, and so he, he lets them know, like, I'm, I am the bread of life, which that is a huge statement, as big of a statement as he makes in the Bible. For him to say, I am the bread of life is as big a statement as he makes. And to understand that, we have to think about it in context. Context is so important. I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who is from the Chicago area. And so we were talking about um, pizza. Um, I talk about food a lot. I'm big. So I, 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 I do that. Assume me. Um, so we're talking about pizza, and he said, he's, he's, he's talking about pizza and how he likes pizza so much, and, and so he's describing it to me. Um, and so in Chicago, you know, he's talking about pizza, and I'm thinking about the kind of pizza that I know. And so he starts describing it, and it's like, wait a minute, that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm picturing. And so to someone from that area, Pizza is more like it's more like a pie. Um, it's in this deep dish, and you have the crust, and they don't like sprinkle meat in it. It's like it's uh, there's this deep layer of meat and cheese, and you kind of you kind of have to cut through it. It's it's more like a pie. And so when he thinks about pizza, just talking about context and how, why that's so important, when he's thinking about pizza, that's what he's picturing, okay? And so when I'm thinking about pizza, 
well, you kind of know what I'm thinking about. Um, and so he said to me, that's, that's, that's not pizza. I, I said, yeah, it is pizza. It, 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 it may not be what you're thinking about, but that's, this is pizza. Man, don't, don't, um, I mean, I, I, I almost saw myself getting heated. I had to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. I said, I'm going to be talking about Papa John's like that. Um, you know, the good people over there. And so he, I said, well, what would you call this then? The stuff with the bread and, and, and the pepperoni sprinkled on it. What would you call it then? He said, it's bread with some pepperoni sprinkled on it. But it, it, it is not, it is not pizza. Okay. And, and so when Jesus says that I am the bread of life, we think about bread just in, in everyday context, our context. And it was totally different. Totally different. Bread was huge. Lives, entire lives, plans made, where you live, what you did for a living, uh, all that would, would be centered around bread. And, and, and the reason being, in that environment where they lived, they didn't have a whole bunch of options as far as uh, they lived off the land. And so they, these people didn't have a whole bunch of options as far as uh, plants that could survive and thrive in this particular environment, in this, in this ecosystem. And so wheat was one of those things that could survive and that could thrive. And so bread was huge. Bread was huge. Bread was so huge that it wasn't, it wasn't uncommon for a person to live their whole lives, live and die, and only eat bread. I know, right? That was, that was not an uncommon thing. It was in, in actuality, it was, it was very common. It was very common. To have things other than bread was a luxury. And so for Jesus to put some fish on the bread, that's like, wow, this guy is, is pulling out all the stops. And so it was, it, was, it was crazy. And so they lived off of bread. And so, number one, you have to realize that all of their, as far as food goes, when they think food, see, when we think food, we think of this smorgasbord of things that it could be, it could be anything. But when they thought of food, when you said food, bread. Food was bread and bread was food and the two were synonymous. And so it was common for a person to go their whole lives and eat nothing but bread. And, and it's crazy because in today's society, food takes up, uh, food represents 20% roughly, that's average. Uh, food represents roughly 20% of our income. Um, in my house, it's a little more than that. It's a little more. I'm not going to lie. It's a little more. I'm not going to give out a number. But... Uh, but in, in, uh, that's average 20%, okay, is what food represents in a regular household these days. And those days, food, the, the, the allotment that went towards food and making sure you had it and making sure you had enough of it was between 50 and 60. And so you look at on one side of it, this is all they're eating. <laughs> on the other side of it, most of their money is going towards it. So it's all they're eating. Most of their income is going towards it. And so it was, and so now that you understand that, it was, it, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was a common thing to really center their lives around it, 
to making sure that their, uh, that their jobs and, and, and where they live, they would make sure that they would live in a place where wheat was abundant, to make sure that they, they made enough money to take care of bread. And, and, and so they would center their lives around this. And so for Jesus to come along and say, I am the bread of life was huge because bread decided income. Bread decided the decisions that they made. Bread decided where they lived, how they thought, and just how they governed their lives. When they got ready to make decisions, at the top of the list was bread. Bread affected decisions in every facet of their lives. And so for Jesus to come along and say, I'm the bread of life. You're the what? He is in essence saying that he's all they need. And so for Jesus to come along and take a little bit of bread and feed a whole multitude until they were full and, and see, in those days, you didn't, getting full wasn't just something that happened. Um, um, for me, it happens about five or six times a day. Um, but this, this, this wasn't a regular occurrence. People just didn't get full. How miserable. Let's, let's uh, talk about that for a little bit. No, we can't talk about that. But how, how miserable. You can't get full, James. You can't get full. Like, that's, that's a rare occurrence to get full. And so, it, that's, and so Jesus comes along, and the Bible says that the whole multitude ate until they were full, and then they had all this left over, okay? And so he provides bread for everybody. Thousands of people he just provides bread for in a moment. And so it was just second nature, okay? If this guy is providing bread... Uh, you know, forget what we got going on. Forget where I work and where we live and what we do. Let's follow him. If he's providing bread, our lives are centered around bread. My job is centered around bread. The decisions that we make on a daily basis all in some way have to do with bread. And so if he's providing bread, uh, let's go with him. So they follow Jesus. They, so Jesus kind of disappears. He goes over to the other side uh, into Capernaum, and then they, they, they hear where he is. He's become famous by this point. And so they follow him, and, and Jesus said, you, you're not following me for me. He said, you're basically following me because I provided bread for you. And then so they get into this talk about how Moses provided bread you know, because now they're looking for him as like this savior, right? They're looking to him like a, to be like a savior. And so they, uh, and, and Moses kind of like that savior type of guy um, that they would think about, um, just that hero type of person. And so now they're comparing him to Moses, okay? And one day, because he provides bread, everybody gets full of bread. Now he's up there with Moses, just like that. And so it's this conversation that takes place and they say, well, uh, this is what Moses did. He, he fed bread to all of us. They were kind of just kind of baiting him into doing it, almost like the reverse psychology. They've already seen that he can do it, but they're kind of like trying to bait him into it. You know how people, you know, I'm not saying that 
I do this, but this is a thing you can do where if you want something, you can act like you really don't want it, and, but you really, really want it. And it's just, I never do that though. Um, <laughs> never do that, babe. Um, and, and, and so they're kind of trying to bait Jesus into just being this, just to supply their lives for them, right? And so they're saying, yeah, like Moses, Moses did it. This is what Moses did. And, and then Jesus stopped him and said, Moses didn't do that. Moses did not provide that bread. God provided that. God provided bread. And speaking of bread, I'm the true bread. I am the bread sent from heaven. I am the bread of life. And so for him to say that was a, 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 a huge, huge statement um, because bread was in their lives. Bread was their primary pursuit. Okay? Bread. In, 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 in the lives of these people, bread was their primary pursuit. And so for Jesus to say in this scripture, I am the bread of life. And for you to read this, and for us to be intended, for this to be intended, for us today, what he's really saying, it's, it's almost, am I your life's primary pursuit? Am I your life's primary pursuit? Am I all that you need? If I just gave you me, unlimited me, and that's all I did, would that be enough? Would that be enough? Because what you have to see here to these people, bread is an entree. Bread's not an appetizer. Bread is an entree. And so it's almost like God wants to know from you, am I an entree or an appetizer? Am I all you need? Or am I just the thing that's tying you over until you really get what you want? And I'm afraid that for some of us, even for me, I know this was the case. At one time, God was just, he was just my appetizer. And is he just an appetizer for you? Is he just tying you over until you really get that job that you want? Is he just, is he just keeping you happy, keeping you calm and, 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 until your husband or wife starts doing right? Or until you get a husband or wife? Is he just tying you over until the real ship comes in, whatever that is? And so what we have to see is that Jesus, he's it. He's the entree. There were sides. There were appetizers that came before him. Moses was an appetizer. Elijah, Elisha, all these great men, Joshua, they were all appetizers to tie the people over and keep them and keep them calm until the real thing came along. And then Jesus comes along and says, listen, I'm not an appetizer. So don't compare me to Moses. I, I, I imagine the, the, the king of the universe got a little offended and said, listen, I'm, I'm the real deal. I'm the real deal. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a bragging person now, but being honest with you, I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. I am all you need. And is he all you need? Even in your life right now, the very fact that you have him, is that enough? Or are you or 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 does your happiness 
Or is your happiness contingent on him doing something else too? I mean, think about it. In your life, I, 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 we, uh, I made you raise the other, your hands the other day in service and, and asked, uh, it was either the time I spoke at the last or the time before that, and I asked how many people know for a fact that you have Jesus living inside of you. Gosh, I want to say everybody, but one or two raise their hand. And so unless something has changed, I know that you have Jesus living inside of you. I know that you have him. I know that you have that entree, but do you have, do, are, do you have the entree and are still looking for something else? Is the entree not enough? How, how ridiculous would it look if me and Tessa went to Fats and, and, and they brought out the entree, uh, which for me at Fats is calabash chicken and, uh, and, and some fries, but... <laughs> That's in or there. So, but, 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 but suppose they brought out the entree and we're sitting there and it's like, well, and, 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 and the, you know, the young lady comes to the table and it's like, hey guys, what's, what's, what's wrong? Is it, is it not good? And I'm like, no, we're just waiting for the, waiting for the what? She's like, oh, this is, this is the entree. Oh, oh, this is, this is it. And so I say to you, what, what, what are we waiting for? Now, I'm not talking to everybody because for a lot of us, Jesus is, is all you need. And if he didn't do anything else, he's already done enough. But I fear that for some of us, we're still waiting for him to put something else on the table. And he said, I put myself on the table. I've laid down my life. I'm the bread of life. And so what are you, what else are we, are we waiting on? A promotion? A better job? A, a, some more money? The, the, the entrees on the table, what, what else do we need? It's, it, to do that, you kind of set yourself up for disappointment. Disappointment. And it's not that God won't do other things. It's not that he won't allow us to have other things, but he has to be the main thing. He has to be the main thing. And, and, and in your lives, I, I, I wonder, is he the main thing? He wasn't always for me. I can tell you that. This was a lesson I learned the hard way. Through, through nothing else coming and, and, and him teaching me, like, hey, I'm, I'm all you need. I might do something else. I might send out and I might send out some dessert. I might not. I might give you a refill of some of this or that, but I might not. But but trust and believe, I am I am all that you need. I am the entree. And if you're waiting for something else on top of the entree, you're putting yourself in a sad position. When God was when God was trying to teach me this point, here's what he did. He took me to Cracker Barrel. Uh because I really, don't laugh, I really hear God at Cracker Barrel. I don't know what it is. <sighs> but he started the car. I'm, I'm hungry. Um, he, he takes me to Cracker Barrel. And so they start, they, they take our order, and it's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take this and that. And um, So they, they, they get us some drinks, and so they bring this bread out. And so I'm like, okay, it's this bread, and and this uh, apple butter, apple butter uh, stuff out. This, this is pretty good. 
<laughs> it's pretty good. So, yes, yeah, so I, 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 I start to slice it, and I'm putting the apple butter in, and, you know, and I put it on. That's how I do it. Um, and so I start to eat it. You know, I, I, I ate a half when I said my food's coming out. I'm not going to sit here and eat bread all day. And, you know, as a woman in the ghetto said, anybody got time for that? So, uh, so, so, so I said, well, I'm going to eat this half of this, of this biscuit right here. And so I ate it. I ate it. And uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's kind of that's good right there. And so let me go ahead and eat the other half of the biscuit. That's going to make it even. Uh, so I ate the other half of the biscuit. And then, and, and Tessa's kind of like, you know, uh, she, she ate one. She was eating one, but she's eating slow. She eats slow, so um, I eat fast. She doesn't eat slow. <laughs> I'm not going to put that on her. So I, I, I ate it, and then so I'm looking at the other one, the other a couple, and so I ate that, and then I ate the other one. Um, I'm losing track by this point. And so when the waitress comes back by uh, 30 seconds later, I, we don't have any more biscuits. And so she brings out some more biscuits. And, and then those, that was a blur. Uh, and those were gone. I think she had some too. Uh, did, did, you, did you have some? I don't, I don't know if she had some. Did, you didn't have any? I thought you had some. But, but it was a blur. So, you know. And, and then the waitress comes back by in 30 seconds and and she's like, oh, I had this look, you know. And I was like, don't judge me, you know. And so she, <laughs> I like, you're, you're serving them. Have you had them, though? And so she, she brings out some more. And so about three or four baskets uh, <laughs> later, um, I'm like, babe, well, uh, I don't know how you feel, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty good. Um, what's your name? Julie? Julie, is it? Um, let's go ahead and cancel that, those, those entrees right there. Let's go ahead and like, cancel that uh, smothered chicken or whatever it is we ordered. Cancel hers, too. Uh, she's going to eat the rest of these. Uh, we just need some more apple butter, though. Could you bring out a little more apple butter, and, and we're good. And so I learned from that. God taught me through that that... What we're looking at as the appetizer is really the entree, okay? What we're looking at uh, as the appetizer, if you gave it a chance, could be an entree and is an entree. And it's crazy because I, I, I think that we, we look at Jesus, and it's not that we don't want Jesus, but what we're talking about is the priority he holds in our lives. I'm not saying that you don't want him. I'm not saying that, that we don't want him, but what I'm saying is, does he satisfy you, and is he enough? And, and, and only you can know that. Only you can know that. Uh, the Bible, another thing that Jesus wants us to realize and saying that he's the bread of life, he, he wants us to digest him, okay? And so what happens when you take bread or he's saying that he's the bread, he's really saying, digest me, 
digest me. And so what happens when you digest something is that you take it and from the, from the time you start chewing through it going uh, through your throat and your stomach and into your intestines is it's broken up into these pieces so that it can be distributed to your whole body. Okay. Um, I don't think that's complicated, but that's basically the digestive process. It's broken up. Your body breaks it up into little pieces so that it can go into every part of you. All right. And so when Jesus is saying that I'm the bread of life, what he's saying is, I want you to digest me. I want you to take me in to you, accept me, receive me, eat me. So that I, ultimately, that's the goal, I can be in every part of you. And so what should happen is, if we're truly digesting him, if he really is the bread of life to us, okay? If he really is the bread of life, you'll know. It's simple. And you're thinking to yourself, is he the bread of life to me? Is he an entree or is he just an appetizer? Is he, is he the bread of life to me? Well, it's a simple check. Is he in every part of you? Because when you really digest something and consume it like you should, it goes to every part of you. I, I, I recently lost 35 pounds. Um, you, you don't have to applaud. I recently lost 35 pounds. <laughs> it was like nobody wanted to applaud. It was like people, yeah, people do that every day. They just lose 35 pounds, James. Um, forget it. So uh, I recently lost 35 pounds. And so... What I found out before I started losing the weight is that cheesecake, if you eat, uh, it doesn't just go when you digest it. It doesn't just go to your arm. I mean, it, it goes to every part of you. And if you are eating it on a regular basis, then other people, even though they may not have seen you eat cheesecake, because sometimes what I would do is I would wake up, uh, just, I have this thing, John. Sometimes I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning to sleep. We have a really nice uh, bed so I can roll out. Like if I, if I do a real quick like, like that, <laughs> like if I, just, I just gave away my secret because you've never seen it. <laughs> if I do it real quick, she won't even know that I got out of bed. So I have this thing where I'll, I'll do it and then I'm standing there and I'm looking at her. And she's still asleep. And it's like, boom. And so now I'm, on, now I'm on the way to the kitchen. Now I'm on the way to the kitchen. And it's crazy because, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm having a party. I'm eating, I'm eating whatever I want. And nobody can say anything to me. And I'm just eating all this stuff. And I go right back to bed. And then it's like, I, I kind of put half of me. I mean, I weigh a lot, so I can't just like get on the bed. So I, I kind of put half of me on it. And I look, and she's still not asleep, and so it's like, and so, which is uncomfortable, but if I wait for 10 minutes, this is a long time to, 10 minutes is a long time to wait like this, I can like, uh, and so, and so, so that's how I get back in the bed. So, every night, I'm getting up, going eating a full meal, and then getting back in bed. Same thing, I did this for a few months, I kid you not, I, this is the, the honest truth. I would get up, eat a full meal, get back in bed. She never saw it. 
I get up, eat a full meal, get back in bed. She never saw it. I would get up, eat a full meal. She would, I'll get back in bed, and she never saw a thing. Okay? The key is to you guys who may think about doing this, you have to take small increments. You can't go and get a bunch of something. You got to get a little bit of different things so that there's no proof. Okay? There's no obvious proof. You know what I'm saying? And so, but here's the thing I, I didn't realize. Because I was doing this every night, what I didn't know is that because I kept doing it every night, over time, it was just going to every part of me. And so she could tell, even though she didn't see me do it and still has no proof to this day, um, to this day, uh, except that, I'm, that I've given myself away, um, because it went to every part of me, even though she didn't see me do it, she can look at me and tell, you've been really consuming some stuff, Okay. Even though she didn't see it. Why? Because when you consume something and you consume it like an entree, if you, if you consume it like an appetizer, you know, it doesn't really go to every part of you like that. Uh, you know, people can't tell. But if you really consume it like I was, then people can just look at you and tell. And I got it to like, you know, I gained, I, you know, I gained a good bit of weight. I was almost at 300, to be honest with you. Um, and so... She couldn't, because of the way I was consuming it, even though she didn't see me do it, when you consume it that way, it goes to every part of you and people can look at you and tell. They can look at you and tell, okay? And so are you consuming Jesus like you should? Is he an appetizer or just an entree? Well, I want you to know people can look at you and tell. Because he, if you were really consuming him, he would go to every part of you. If you were digesting him, if you were really reading your Bible and praying, he would go to every part of you. And you don't have to say to anybody, hey, I pray every day. I read my Bible every day. They can look at you and tell because he's gone to every part of you. And I can look at how you treat your wife. I can look at how you treat your husband. I can look at how you uh, act on your job, these different things. You don't have to wear a Jesus sign. Just consume him. Allow, And he'll go to every part of you and pick People will undeniably be able to tell that you love the Lord. And so when I ask you, my, my, my dad used to do that when I was little. He would ask me a question, but he really knew, he really knew the answer. He would do that. Uh, and so when I'm asking you, are you consuming him? Keep in mind, everybody already really knows. Because people can look at you and tell. I can, I, I, can, I, can look at, uh, I can look at how you are when you're driving down the road. Somebody cuts you off. I can tell whether you've been consuming him. I, 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 I can look at how you are on your job. I can look at how you talk to your kids. I can look at how you talk to your wife or your husband. I can look at you. I can look at you and tell. And so I want you to know that it's, 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 it's obvious. It's obvious. Another little check for you. Uh, if, 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 if you told somebody that you love the Lord, how would they look at you? Like, uh, if you just up and told one of your friends you love the Lord, 
It'll be like, you? <laughs> or it'll be like, oh, I knew that. You know, think about that. Think about that. And so consume him so that he goes to every part of you. I, I want to uh, I want to end with this. Jesus says to them, he says, take, eat. Uh, and this, this is reflective of communion. It's really why we take communion because Jesus says, take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Um, and so he says to them, take it, eat it. Uh, I think it's uh, in, in Matthew, it is in Matthew, and it talks about it again in 1 Corinthians. He says, take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. And so I, I found that crazy. Like, if you're telling me to take it, you want to tell me to eat it. But in those days, because of how scarce bread sometimes was, and, and, and in part because it lasted so long, if you gave someone bread, they would probably store it. They would probably keep it and not digest it. And so Jesus is telling them, eat it. Like, eat it now. Like, don't, don't put it in your pocket and eat it a few days from now, eat it a week from now. He said, take it, eat it. Like, do it now. Because otherwise, probably half the disciples would have saved it. And so I say that to say, uh, I, I, it's crazy because I, I feel like sometimes we do this now where we get a word and the Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers. And so what Jesus is telling you, when you get a good word and he is the word that he's wanting you to consume, he is the bread. The word is in essence, the bread that he's wanting you to consume. And so when you get a word that applies to you, I think most of us take it and it's like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll eat it later. I'll apply it later. I'll start, uh, I'll start treating my family like I should later. I'll start being the man that I should later. I'll start being the woman I should later. But I got it, though. I got it. I, I, I understood what you said, Pastor John, but I'm going to apply it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to apply it right yet. And so Jesus is saying to you, this is for now. Some of you have, have words stashed away in your closet, stuff that was preached to you three, four months ago, and you haven't applied it yet. I heard a pastor say the other day, he said, we, he said, our churches don't need new word. He said, we need to apply the word that we already know. And so when Jesus says, take it, need it, he's, he's saying that word is for now. That word is for now. When I told you I wanted you to uh, treat, your, treat your wife better, treat your husband better, I meant do it now. When I told you I wanted you to stop with the pornography, I meant do it now. When I told you, when, I, when, I, when, when you heard the word and you knew, oh man, I guess I'm cheating on my wife and cheating on my husband. Like, I meant do it now. When you heard the word and you were convicted and you knew, oh man, I'm not praying enough. He meant do it now. And so Jesus says to them, take, eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. And he wants you to do it now. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for all of your many blessings. We thank you for... Uh, that you are so good to us. Um, God, we thank you for blessing us with your word. Um, we thank you for the fact that you love us enough to give us your body, the fact that you would be the bread of life to us. God, you are all that we need. 
God, help us to stop looking at you as an appetizer and realize that you are the entree. You are the main course. And if we have you, we're not looking for anything else to complete our happiness or complete our joy. We have you, and that's all we need. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.